Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and we are so glad to have you with us again today here in the House of Faith. Today, we're going to show you part two of a message we began last week called Because He Said So. And every parent and child has had that conversation. I call it the but why conversation. And it's usually the parent giving an, an instruction and the kid saying, why, why, why? And every good parent knows that there's an end to that conversation coming. And it's with the answer, because I said so. And that just reveals that I don't care if you understand it mentally, you just need to know where this word is coming from. And that's what we're going to continue talking about, the anointed word. What makes God's word anointed? What makes it powerful? What makes it life-giving, life-changing, life-altering? It's because he said so. And the sooner we learn to take him at his word and stop saying, but why God, but why, but why? And just hear him say, because I said so. That's when the word begins to change our lives. I know you're going to watch this and be blessed today. They were in awe of the beautiful words of grace that came from his lips. But then they said this. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? Now, I want you to notice what just happened here. All he did was read scripture, right? We agreed on that. And it was scripture they've heard before. But this day, there was something else on it. There was something else in it. What was it? It was the anointing. These words, though they'd heard them before, all of the sudden were so satiated and saturated in the grace of God, that it just wowed all these people. They marveled at it. They admired him, how well he spoke. All he did was read a scripture. That's it. And they were amazed. But then they said this, is this not Joseph's son? Is this not Joseph's son? So we've established this, a word can be anointed, but if a word can be, then evidently a word can also not be anointed. So what is it that makes a word an anointed word? Well, it's simple. Where's it come from? What's the origin? That's the word the Lord gave me today in praying about this, the origin. Where did the word originate? Where did it come from? If you can ask and answer that question, where did this word come from? Then you'll know whether or not it's anointed. Now we know right now that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the anointed word that came from the lips of Christ. The message that came from his mouth. What was that message? Well, we just read it in verse 18. I'm here to preach. What do you say? Preach. The anointing's on me to preach. Actually, guys, do this for me. Put, put up verse 18. I moved too quickly. Put up verse 18 in the King James Bible. Do you have King James back there? I want you to see something. Anybody have a King James on them? Nobody uses King James anymore. There it is right there. The Spirit, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach. And every time you see this word preach, I want you to say it out loud with me. Because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Go on. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach. preach deliverance to the captives, 
and recovery of sight to the blind, or in other words, to preach recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, next verse, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The anointing is on Jesus to do what? Preach. That's what the anointing was on him to do. Now we think so much about the miracles, don't we? We look back and we think across his life and ministry and we think about those miracles. We think about the, the blind eyes open. We think about the lame legs that were made to walk. We think about the dead that were raised. But listen to me, every miracle began as a message. Every miracle began first as an anointed word. He sent me to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach recovery of sight, to preach liberty, to preach you're accepted. This is a message that he is anointed to proclaim, to give voice to. So the question, the answer to the question is, you know, how do we decide if this is an anointed word or not? Where does it come from? What's the origin? And the reason I bring this up is because these people heard him speak, but their first question is, isn't he Joseph's son? Or in other words, we know that he's from down the street but those words sound like they're from somewhere else. You hear me? They're confused here because he's from like, like around the corner. We know where you're from, but those words are different. There's something else about those words. Those words sound like they're coming from somewhere else. And they marveled at it. They said, this is beautiful. This is gracious. But, but it all turned here in a second. Verse 23, he said to the crowd, you will surely say this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do here also in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. Many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. In verse 28, all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built. that They might throw him off down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of him, he went his way. I mean, Jesus is starting riot or revival everywhere he goes, but it's all because of anointed word. What he said to them about, about what God did, not for the nation of Israel, but for other people, that was just as anointed as the Spirit of the Lord's on me to preach. But listen to this, verse 31. He went down to Capernaum, so another city. It's the city of Galilee and was teaching them on the Sabbath. In verse 32, it says, they were astonished at his teaching for his, what? Word was with authority. They were astonished, the Bible says, at his teaching. Now, this is not the same thing as marveled. Marvel just means they were impressed. But this word, you look it up and it literally means to be struck. Have you ever heard the expression to be struck with amazement? That's this word right here. To be struck, to be impacted by what was said. And what, what so stood out to them was that his word was with authority. Authority. Now, authority is power resulting from position. 
Authority is a place. It's a position. And these people were astounded because his words came from a different place. They'd never heard words that had come from this place before. Remember what determines whether or not a word's anointed? The origin. Where did it come from? And they had never heard words that had come from whatever place these words are coming from. They're coming for the first time ever from a place of authority. This is going to be demonstrated in verse 33. In the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice. So now you got two voices. You got Jesus preaching and proclaiming, but now on the other hand, you got this demon-possessed man, and he cries out with a loud voice. This, this is interesting. This word, uh, loud voice, in the Greek, you know what it is? Megaphone. <laughs> megaphone. That's where we get this, loud voice, megaphone. What's that mean? This voice is coming from somewhere else. This voice is coming from another place. When it says he cried out, you look that up, and it literally translates to a sound coming from the back of the throat. I don't want to try to imitate it right now. <laughs> and it's, but it's not just human. It's coming from somewhere else. This is megaphone. This is a megaphone on this thing. This guy is amplified without any means of technology or natural amplification. This voice is coming from somewhere else. So now Everybody in this synagogue and everybody witnessing it is just like me and you living today. We are in the middle of a war of words. There is a war between words happening right here because Jesus' voice is coming from somewhere else. And now this demon's voice is coming from somewhere else. And he said in verse 34, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Now, can you imagine this whole thing playing out? How intimidating this would have been to be in the presence of this thing. But Jesus, he speaks to it. In verse 35, rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. Now that is a very different response to, oh my God, what is that? Holy Lord, did you hear that thing? That's freaking me out. What is that? Oh my gosh. That scares the daylights out of me. That's a very different response, isn't it? Somebody who talks like that, you are giving authority to that voice. Whatever you worship, whatever you stand in awe of, you give place to. You give a place of authority, which is why Jesus responded to it, not in, not in a way of service to it, but in a way that it must serve him. That's authority. That's a higher place. And he gave this thing the command. Two things. Be quiet. Come out. That's what I love about authority. That's what I love about an anointed word. It doesn't take a lot of them. We've gotten so into the habit of feeling like we got to talk, 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 talk. 
and pray hard, pray hard, pray hard, pray hard, and confess, 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 confess. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But an anointed word, an anointed, one anointed word, succinct, simple, but it depends on where it came from. If it's coming out of you and from you, yeah, it's going to take a bunch of words. But if it came from the throne of God, if it came out of the heart of God, all it takes is be quiet, come out. And this thing is coming from such a place of authority that whatever this is and wherever it's coming from has to bow its knee and serve this higher voice. Amen? How, how do you know when you're hearing the word preached and it's affecting you like that, it's touching the heart, it's changing the mind, it's affecting the life? Well, you know when that's happening, you're sitting there, you know right away, this didn't come out of that guy's brain. This didn't come out of some preacher's head. You know if it's doing all that, then what he or she is saying originated somewhere else. And they just got to get in on it. They just got, the Lord just used this person to say something that hit the heart, changed the mind, affected the way you live. It depends on where it comes from. So he said to him, be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. And they were all amazed and spoke among themselves saying, what a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Now, this is the verse we talked about last month. You remember when this happened? To me, that, that response is amazing. When people see this miracle take place right there in front of them, immediately the thing that, that so impresses them is not that this guy was demon possessed and now he's not. It's that how it all happened. The thing that they were so astonished and so amazed by was not just that it happened, but the means by which it happened. How did this happen? And they've said it. What a word this is. And without even realizing what were they saying? What an anointed word this is. The power to turn you into another man. This dude just went from demon-possessed to not demon-possessed. What does that? The anointing. That's right, everybody. It's the anointing. What transforms somebody like that? It's the anointing. And they stood back and they said, what a word this is. And then they said it again, for with authority, it's coming from somewhere else. This is coming from a different place, a different position, a higher place and power, they said. So both of these words, authority, exousia, uh, that's the Greek word, the, the word power, uh, 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 dynamis, dy whatever it is, I don't speak it, but it's these two words for power, one coming from the place and one coming from the actual power that does the work. And all of that was in the word, the preached word. I love good preaching. <laughs> now you understand what I mean by that. And this is what happened in their midst that day. But what they did right away back in Jesus' hometown was to question the origin. 
aren't you Joseph's son? Isn't this Joseph's son? Your words sound like they're from somewhere else, but don't we know you? And you've got to be watchful over arriving at a place where you're so familiar with the person who's doing the preaching that you can't appreciate or value that, yeah, you may know them, but those words are from somewhere else. That's why we talked all those months ago about valuing the anointing. The anointing is worth protection. The anointing, it's not just, you shouldn't just protect it, but you should come to the place where you expect it. Learn to respect it even in the lives of the people around you. Yes, of course, expect and respect the anointing on the lives of those who minister the word of God to you. Absolutely, absolutely respect that anointing. But husbands, listen to me, our wives are anointed. Our wives are anointed. They are anointed. Somebody should have said preach. I should have heard about 18 ladies say preach. They're anointed. And there have been times more than I could count that Sarah and I have been in conversation and I could feel the shift. And all of a sudden, this is not her speaking to me anymore. This is coming from another place. And major life direction for us has come from there. Major course correction and direction for our ministry has come from there. But if I don't have a value for that, I don't have an expectation of it, or I don't have a respecting of it for some foolish reason because she's a woman, then I'll never benefit from it. Never. But if I will live with her and come to inspect for the anointing, expect the anointing, respect the anointing that's on her, and then protect the anointing that's on her, then I'll receive from it. I'll benefit from it. Ladies, listen to me. As husbands, there is an anointing on us and available to us to be the head of the home. And that word just literally means to be, to be the one that brings stability. There's an anointing on us to hear from heaven concerning the direction of our homes, our family, our children, where we're supposed to be doing our life, how we're supposed to be doing life. Ladies, listen, there is an anointing on your husband, but you will never receive from it. You'll never benefit from it. It'll never do anything for you without first inspecting for it. Look for it. We could use some help finding it. Help us look for it. That's what inspect means, to look closely. And then expect it. That's faith. That's faith. You know you have the ability to draw up and out of us things that we did not even know were in here. Women, you are powerful creations. <laughs> you have the ability. But you do that through the expectation. Not an unreasonable expectation of performance and, and, and doing everything right all the time. That's not going to happen but an expectation of the anointing that's on us. There's an anointing. Expect it and then help us protect it. That anointing is worth protecting at all costs. Help us to not leave that, that anointing exposed to being stolen. How do you lose it? 
You lose it through pride. How do you keep it? You keep it through humility. The anointing is worth inspecting, looking for, expecting, respecting, and protecting. Amen. Amen. There are anointed words that don't just come preaching from the pulpit, but they come in the living room. They come riding in the car. They come laying in bed late at night, talking and dreaming about the future. Listen for them. Anointed words. Thank you, Lord. Is this helping anybody tonight? Jesus was anointed to preach. We're anointed with that same anointing. What word is this? They said. You know, um, again, I I feel like my kids are, they're my constant go-to illustration. They're my constant uh, example. And I just feel like I've learned so much about the Lord in and through them. And, And if you've got kids or been around kids or had a conversation with a kid, ever were one, I feel like that covers pretty much everybody in the room, then you have probably been on one side or the other of what I call the but why conversation. Is anybody familiar with that conversation? Have you heard it before? Where as a parent, you give instruction or command to the child and they come back with what? But why? But why? Listen, any parent wants their child to understand. Any dad, dads aren't raising, aren't interested in raising an idiot, you know? So you want them, you want, you don't want an idiot son. You want a son that gets it. You want a son that understands some things. And so when they come back at you with, but why, there is a tendency to say, because, because this is the reason. And then you say, okay, it's time to go get washed up. Go get ready for dinner. But why? Well, mommy's worked hard to make a meal for us and it's, it's hot and it's ready. So just go ahead and do what I told you. But why? Well, we want to eat on time. We've got a lot to do still tonight. What are you doing? You're trying to help them understand. You're trying to help them process and grow and develop. But how many of you know, especially moms, you know that the more that but why conversation goes on, the the closer you get to the answer that will end the conversation, which is what? Help me, ladies. Because I said so, right? And every child has heard it. Every parent has said it. That's when you get to the point in the conversation where it's like, I don't care if you understand. I don't care if you get it. I don't care if you can mentally process what it is I'm telling you to do right now. All you need to know is do it because I said it. What is that? That is revealing to them your position. This instruction is coming from another place. This instruction is coming from a higher place. And all you need to know is I said it. And that needs to end the conversation. Folks, we've got to get to that place much quicker with God. Because the more you press him and the more people press him, when he's outlined for them, do this, say this, this is what I've called you, this is what I've equipped you to do. And they just keep coming back with, but why, Lord? But why? But why? Help me understand why. I'll do that when you help me understand why. He's patient. He'll do what he can, but the more you press him on that, I'm telling you, you are coming to an end of the conversation where you hear your heavenly father say, do it because I said so. That's an anointed word. That's a word that reveals to you and to me this place and position 
of where his word is coming from. And the quicker you can get there, the better things will be for you. Matter of fact, if I'm going to call this message anything tonight, I call it because he said so. Do it because he said so. And not just do it because he said so, but also I am because he said so. I'm what? Whatever he calls me. Why? Because he said it and it's coming from a place that's not down here. It's a higher place of authority. It's an anointed word. I am called and anointed to preach because he called me a preacher. It's not a calling I gave myself. It's not a gift that, that I give of myself. I'm fully aware that it's the anointing. I am fully dependent. Just as Jesus was on that anointing, so am I. So must you. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.